really have any other option. I feel like it's kind of sink or swim with whether you want to make this year really fun or just kind of stink. And so I think we're making a conscious choice to make it enjoyable. And it's, it's resulting in some good baseball, too. Welcome back to the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. This is episode 23. This is going to be a really cool episode because we have Nico Horner, former host, joining the episode, joining the pod as a guest for the first time. He's been begging to come on. I wish that were true, but I actually asked him a couple of days ago. I was like, hey, would you want to come on the podcast? He was like, yeah, that would be awesome. And then today after the game, I was like, we went to extra innings, a little bit of a long game. I was like, hey, uh, you know, maybe like 8.30, come on the podcast, do the thing. He was like, oh, shit, completely forgot about that. He was like, had absolutely no interest. So I am hoping that he's going to have a great time when he actually gets on the podcast. I don't believe that. He's been texting me on the side all week saying like fired up about it. Can't wait. Miss you guys. Um, Really excited to get back. That's what Zach, he's been texting you too, right? Yeah. I've actually had to like, do not disturb his messages. Yeah. Coming up so much. And I'm like, bro, like you have to worry about your games. Like, Relax, you know? You know what he's going to be super excited about when he finds out is that every guest is now getting a bottle of Parse rum. When he finds that out, when we when he comes on and we're like, hey, you're getting a bottle of Parse rum, he's going to be like, oh, shit, bottle of Parse rum. I'm so pumped. And he Zach. is actually getting it before Zach even <laughs> has a bottle. I was just going to say, who gets it first, Nico or Zach? It's going to be it's going to be Nico, like one billion percent of Nico. One billion percent. He's getting it. Uh, I will walk into the clubhouse tomorrow. And that is our first guest on this promo that has their parse before Zach has his. Is it, is it the 12 year? He's got an eight year. Still very we're delicious. Gonna, we're going to see how he likes it. If he likes it, maybe he'll get to, maybe he gets to 12. It's still delicious either way. There's something that I want to do this week. And what's that, Ian? It's, it's about the fans. It's about the people. Okay. I want to give away... Some who says no t-shirts. I want to give five who says no t-shirts away. Is that so? Is that so? Is that so? so you want to give away shirts. It is so because the team's been wearing them. People have been wearing them around Wrigley. I love seeing it. So I want to give away five who says no t-shirts, but this is how I want to do it. And let me know what you guys think. I need a review on the pod a five-star rating and i need a hashtag who says no at the end of the review and then i think we pick the best five and give away a t-shirt i love this move because you're trying to bait people into giving us five stars and reviewing us but at the same time they get a free shirt for it so so who so who says no exactly Maybe we should have them. Maybe we should have them tweet at us as well, so we like can reach out to them and know who they are. Can, can I jump in real quick and tell Zach to hang up and hang out real quick and and maybe be a part of this conversation and get excited? I'm doing Seriously, research. Yeah. I'm doing research. We lived with Nico for three months. You don't need to do. I'm doing research on how to get Parse to my house. You actually have one coming. It's just no. Yeah, Ian, you know whatever you say, I believe you. You know that. I swear, you actually do. How about that? Let's go back to the who says no promo. This is what we're going to do. And I'll, we'll remind the people at the end of the episode too. a review with hashtag who says no in the review and a five star rating. And then tweet a picture of that at one or all three of us. And we'll pick the best five. And those five will get a who says no 
t-shirt from obvious shirts shout out obvious shirts because people have been wearing the shirts everywhere i love that i think i i think tweeting at us is definitely going to help because i don't i mean i don't know if i'll be able to keep track of who messages or who like rates it and leaves reviews we'll be able that's why i said they have to hashtag who says no so we'll oh, be able yeah, to- yeah, yeah smart you're, that's why you're in charge and i'm not big brain over here tell me that you guys have a is that so moment of the week I, I have a no, really, I believe you for Zach. Um, it was when we were texting. So do you want me to tell it or do you want Zach to tell it? I don't know if Zach remembers it. I don't remember it. It was when we were talking about your middle name. Dakota, why don't you tell it? Okay. Well, I texted Zach and I and I forget what I said, but I said something. I said Zachary Brady Short. Oh, yeah. His younger brother's name is Brady. So I said that his middle name is a joke. But then I said your actual middle name is Wayne, right? Like his dad. And then as soon as I sent that, I thought in my head, I was like, I actually know it's Ryan. Like, I don't know why I just said that. And he texted back. He said, no, it's Ryan. I said, I know. I literally just thought of it. He goes, yeah, for sure, man. I believe you. So that was a no, really, I believe you for Zach, but he forgot about it. Yeah. There's no chance that you knew my middle name. The thing is, I knew it was Ryan. Like I was 100% certain it's Zachary Ryan Short. For sure. With a K. Nope. Not with a K. It is with a K. Oh, the, oh yeah, Zachary's with an H. Yeah. Which is just absurd. Absolutely absurd. Nope. I have hold an is that so on. moment. Well, hold on real quick, Ian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Zach, would you tell me my middle name, please, then? They're such good friends, and you know me better. Dakota Mark. Mark? <laughs> That's horrible. Not even close. Dakota Edwards. It's Reed. You know it's Reed. Fuck. I did know it's Reed. Do you guys know my middle name? I was going to say, do you think in a million years we could guess Ian's middle name? Wait, is yours Edward? It is. Ian Edward have. Why do you? That's kind of weird. You know I don't that. know how I know that. Sick. Little creepy. You know that. I'll say it. Little creepy. I have my is that so moment uh, happened in Cincinnati this week. We had a forecast <laughs> that was all rain. It was rain. There was no question about the rain. It was going to rain all day. We knew. At 1 o'clock, the game should be canceled and could not, for for the life of me, understand why the Reds didn't just cancel the game. They were going to Detroit. We were going back home to Chicago. It's COVID ball. It's COVID season. They don't want us inside. They don't want us waiting around the clubhouse. I mean, let's get on a plane and get back so we can play the next day. We were going back to Cincinnati for a nice seven-inning doubleheader anyway. It was a super easy decision. Is that so, Cincinnati? We're going to wait around till 8 p.m. to get the game banged? Is that so? You know what that gave you, though? That gave, you, that gave us great content between you and Rizzo on Twitter. That was some great content, wasn't it? I just fell into the Lowe's bucket sitting out there because I went out to the dugout to check on the rain, and literally they had a Lowe's bucket sitting on the warning track. It couldn't have been better. Whenever you see the bucket, it's just like ridiculous. It's like, what's really the point of this? Yeah. What are we doing with a Lowe's bucket? Is that going to collect water? Are we measuring the water? I don't even know what they were trying to do with that. But both teams, both teams were on board. We're talking to each other. We were like, hey, like. So we were banging right? Yeah. I was like, Who makes that decision? Just the front office? Uh, it, it comes from, I don't know if it's the front office or the ownership side from the Reds, but, you know, it comes from the home team and it doesn't. You know, both like the PA is talking to MLB, MLB is talking to the PA. You have, you know, the Reds have the final say there, and it doesn't go into the umpire's hands until the game starts. 
Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I know I don't know how it is in the big leagues, but in the minors, it's pregame. It's up to the G, the home GM, and then once the game starts, it's the umpires. But I think I think it's I don't know if it's the GM. I think it's in the big leagues. I think it might be like ownership MLB. Yeah, I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say like David Bell. I was like, I don't think David Bell's out there saying like let's play. No, or whoever the Reds like GM. You know. That'd be like that'd be like if it's like I don't think when the Cubs have rain delay it's like Theo's call. You, know? you don't think Theo's down there with like uh, checking the weather and looking up in the sky and looking. At, uh, <laughs> he's out. At, he's out at shortstop seeing if the see if there's any puddles. <laughs> yeah, he's like the ground's a little soft, but I think we can play. The amazing thing is in the minor leagues that's actually like the team GM is out there with the grounds crew like looking at it like. I don't know, boys. The ground ground crew guy is showing him the radar, and then the GM's like, no, 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 look at my radar. We're clear. We're good. We're playing. It's Thursday, Thursday. We're playing. Minor league's a lot more dependent on what day of the week it is. Oh, yeah. Like a Friday or like Thursday through Saturday, it's like, hey, boys, like we're going to have to wait this one out. Like we got 5,000 fans waiting to drink beer. Like we're going to have to wait out. Monday night, if if somebody showers for too long, it's out. The game's canceled. (laughs) I I think the most pro thing that – the iCubs did in Des Moines was if it was early in the season and it was going to be frigid, it was an early bang every time. They If there was snow, if it was going to be 35 degrees, they were like, we're banging it. Don't care. Let me tell you, that that changed once uh, the prodigal son, IHA, Ian Happ, left and went to the big leagues. Then it was, hey, we're going to wait this out. Like We don't have anyone to worry about anymore. I think it's different. I think it's different in the summer when it's hot and there's because they know there's going to be fans. I yeah. think when it's freezing cold, they're like, nobody's going to sit out here in a blanket. That's fair. I agree with that. We're going to go to the interview with Nico. We got a lot of fan questions. I did see that, and I don't know how we're going to sift through them all to find the good ones, but I sure, I'm sure we'll find a way. Nico's back on the compound. This is a oh. big moment. It's the first time that we've had a former host as a guest. And it will probably be the only time we do. So I, this is how I want to start it. I want to start with a fan question from one of our regulars from back in the at the compound days. Uh, Corey, Corey Friedman at CF Cubs Related. He said, would love to hear you guys just talk about the vibe slash energy around this team so far this year. From a fan's perspective, seems like the team is having more fun and really making the most of the situation despite the lack of fans. And it also provided the gif, uh, Nico, of us in the dugout, I think, with uh, Tony's song, this one. Yes. Um, but, like, from my perspective, the energy in the dugout – has just been incredible. And you can talk a little bit about that just because you were in up in September last year and kind of saw how the dugout was last year and like what we're doing without fans. Yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, you don't really have any other option. I feel like it's kind of sink or swim with whether you want to make this year really fun or just kind of stink. And so I think we're making a conscious choice to make it enjoyable and it's, it's resulting in some good baseball too. I think the biggest thing I noticed watching is when, you guys start. I don't. I don't think you guys did it like the first couple games, but when Rizzo goes to the plate, like the dugout clapping along with the song, like that just kind of shows, like, hey, there's nobody here. Like, fuck it, let's just have fun. Yeah, and he's hitting second, so it's right away, pretty much at the beginning of the game, so it kind of sets a tone, and we're all yeah. doing. It. Last year was something I remember saying, like, I wish that there had been like more of like a, you know, obviously you don't take the field as one, but something where we're all doing the same thing together at the beginning of the year, and like. I was kind of thinking of Riz's like first at bat, kind of like that. It's like it's like one of the only times everyone's actually doing the same thing. You know, throughout a day, we're all doing different stuff, and that was like a 
one moment together kind of thing. It's it's so hard when in like a normal season when there's so much stuff going on, you have fans everywhere and to like bring everything together. And that's always the challenge. The challenge is always like to bring everybody together and get everybody on the same page. And it just feels like now, if you don't, you're screwed because it's going to be so dead. And the one person who's kind of leading the charge, our hitting coach post, he's just been, he's been all over it. He's been screaming. He's been just like up guys asses to stay active. And that's what you need this year. And it's been a huge difference maker. Yeah, and it, it might lead to some some confrontation here or there. We've had a couple little moments already this year with, with other teams, but I think if, if done in the right spot, it can kind of kind of get you going too. So either way, it's like you always you always need that dough to one thing to get the team together like that, and like it happened early in the year, and it's like you know Javi or you guys are all out there like as soon as something happened, you know somebody got out of the out of the dugout, and you're like you're like we're all in this, you know, like we're all in this shit. But but. Happer made a quick point in that when you do have those moments, you have to be selective because you can potentially wake up a team that doesn't even want to be there. In right. The first place. Great point. Right. <laughs> yeah. The last thing you want to do is wake a team up that isn't scoring any runs and like motivate them. Oh, yeah, this matters. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Nico, how was your first opening day? Um, it's not how I pictured it, but it was a really fun game. You had a great moment. Happy enough. Beautiful home run. Really loud because there was no other sounds in the entire stadium. So, that's and of fun. course, you scored on it. You had to. Nico, for me to hit home runs, Nico has to be yep. on first base. That's how it works. We got a lot of love. The com- like the compound, like you two starting rallies. Like we're getting a lot of love on Twitter for like Nico getting on and then half hitting him homer. Like the other way around. Either way it works. We get a lot of love for it. I looked at Nico today at one point because we were getting ready to hit in the inning. And I was like, hey, back to back again. Who says no? <laughs> Hap, I texted you that when... You were in the eight hole and Nico was in the seven hole. I said, Hey, Rossi just knows like that's a dynamic duo right there. But then he moved you to the leadoff and it still worked out. I was like, All right, like we got away with this one, but don't let it happen. Yeah, again. but if you're going to move one, you got to move both. So and that's what I'm saying. One's like, going up, you hit two. Sorry, Riz, move you down. Yeah. Like, sorry. It's a package deal. Yeah, figure it out. You know, the one thing about opening days is guys that have been around the league for a long time or like coaches that have been around for a long time. They and I didn't realize this until this year because this was it was only my second opening day is they will come up to you and they'll say, hey, congrats, like congrats on another opening day. Like even to a guy like Rizzo or a guy like Hayward, where it's like nine, 10, 11 opening days, be like, hey, congrats. And it's something that you do like you take for granted your first one or your second one. But when you start to understand that, like an opening day in the big leagues is such a big deal, like making that roster. Uh, and this one was obviously a little weird, but the first opening day is a cool one. Yeah, I noticed you know that. I mean? Yeah, it wasn't something I had ever really thought of before. But like person, the first couple of people who said it, I thought it was kind of odd, and then people just kept saying it was kind of it was it was cool. So thanks, thanks, man, thanks. Yeah, yeah, good. Especially when you're when it's your first opening day, you're like, yeah, people are saying this to me because it's my first opening day. This is about me, and like it's a cool experience for me. But then when they're saying it to like a Rizzo or uh, Hayward or John Lesher, you're like, oh. Wait a minute! Is that is this your first opening day too? Yeah, is this everybody's first opening day. I feel uh, tough for Nico that he had to start out with his first opening day in this season, where it's just empty fan. Like, obviously, still an awesome moment, but I feel like it's kind of just weird having no one there, and it's just like if I like how different did it feel to you guys, both you and Hap, to like compared to the scrimmages? Like, did it feel different when opening day came? I think it's like that we knew everyone was watching really changed things because 
you're playing for a lot more than just like the, the people that are immediately around you. You know, you have a lot of people out there that care and probably maybe even care more than normal because it's the first chance to really care about something outside of your own house or whatever your little quarantine life has been. So I think that's been a great part of it. And I think uh, a, a hot start gives a lot of people some optimism they haven't had in a while. I think the difference between the first two scrimmage games and then the last one against the Twins, there's a couple. Like when we started playing games on TV, it was like, all right, this is different. And then when we had that last home game and they had people on the rooftops, it was like, all right, this is different. And then when it wasn't the White Sox, it was like, okay, this is a little different. And then Riz got back in the lineup against the Twins. And once Riz got back in the lineup, because he, I mean, honestly, he's just, he's like such a presence and he he has the ability to kind of change the line. So once we had the full squad in the lineup, it was like, all right, this really feels like baseball. And then you get into opening day and you start playing division rivals and having that chippiness. And it's like, all right, this really feels like baseball. Can you guys hear the people on the rooftops? Because I know they were talking, I think it was yesterday, Nico was up and they were like, Nico, Horn, or like, can you guys hear? I'm guessing you can. Wait, time out, time out. Fan question, fan question. Uh, at Cubby Steph, Steph, Stephanie uh, Marmolino, this is a question for Nico. Could he hear the rooftops yelling, Nico, Horn? Or- I don't. I, I did not notice that, but that's probably more on me, not on the volume level. I, I usually don't notice my walk-up song or like other things like that too. Just like kind of just like skip my brain for some reason. But I heard them with uh, Ryan Braun a lot in the opening weekend. Uh, pretty pretty loud welcoming for for him. Strong booze for Ryan Braun at Wrigley. Um, and yeah, I mean, even though they're not <laughs> obviously as close as normal, hearing them at all is pretty amazing. I don't think. There's a lot of other teams with that that presence, so it definitely is. It's there. Keep it up. I, you know what, I didn't hear because the rooftops the other day they did the the roll call. They did a roll call, didn't they? Yeah, I did that. That was great. Yeah, and I, I'm, I don't, I missed mine. I don't think they could see me either because of the video board. I completely missed it. I didn't pick it up until they were on Javi in the infield. Maybe the wind was blowing out. Which is, yeah, great point. Could have been the win. I'm trying to copy uh, Yankee Stadium, though. Did you, you know what I heard today, Dakota? Is yeah. the Yankees adopted pinstripes because the Cubs made it famous? Um, I had heard that the Yankees started pinstripes, and don't quote me on this, but they did it because Babe Ruth was a larger fella, and they did it because you look thinner in pinstripes. In the tweet that I saw today, it was the Yankees didn't actually start that because of Babe Ruth. They did it because, like, five years previous, the Cubs had made pinstripes famous. Uh, I don't know about that one, Jim. The blue pinstripes are more famous than the black pinstripes. How about that? That's just, or the navy pinstripes. You, you know that's just not true, and I love Could the Cubs, but – I mean, pinstripes. When you think of pinstripes in baseball, you think of the Yankees. That's just a fact of life. Sorry about it. Who, but what if who who had them first? No comment. Does that change your perspective? This has nothing to do with Nico, okay? I wouldn't like to talk about this. I'd like to talk about my friend NH2. Thank you. You know what I was waiting to see today? I was waiting to see Little League Nico that got kicked out of the league when he got called for that bunt attempt when they said there he was. There was a hot mic. There was a hot mic. There was a hot mic, and we heard it. What would you say? Did you, you give him some shit? I don't remember. Uh, I wasn't happy. But, um. I got a fan. I got a fan question. Fan question coming in. This is from at David like live streaming at David Honathy. Did Nico ask the umpire? Is that so? After the bun attempt. <laughs> in uh, in other wording, yes, I asked him. Uh, is is that so, Mister Umpire? <laughs> Nico did give the classic like 
pissed off like smile once he realized like they actually called it a strike. Like he was mad and he's just like, that's unbelievable. Like with like a smile on his face, like that's just unbelievable. I did see the smile down like towards the dugout or towards third. I said, at least we got the runner over. Yeah, you're like, hey, well, we stole third, so. That's all that, that was matters. great base running. I would have followed, you know. That was great base running. Great base running. And also, I snuck out a stolen base running the next pitch, which was clearly a runner difference. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because I got a stolen base. Push the war. Hilarious. Nico, are you the fastest guy on the team? No, Ian Happ is. Stop. Ian Happ has our highest on-field sprint speed this year at 20.6 miles an hour. Is that so? I had, it, no. I had it for a little bit, and then Javi had it for a little bit, and now Happer is the is the leader by a solid 0.4 miles an hour, which is a I'm, big difference. I'm fast as shit. Nico, you have the speed burners. You have to I use know. them. I know. I uh, I got to hit something in a gap. You can't get going 90 feet that fast. <laughs> Nico, Nico gets up to top speed quicker than I do, so his home to first times are always going to be faster than mine. But top speed... When I get moving, I'm moving. You know who definitely did not have the top speed on the field today? Was Stallings running around third base. That was a huge throw by Schwartz. That was unbelievable. I left wet ball. Wet ball, too? Oh. But to me on the field, it was like it was like when you're on – it's like last play of the game, Hail Mary in football, and it seems like the ball's in the air for like 20 seconds, and you're just like just a spectator, and it just kind of landed perfectly in there. It was awesome. I actually thought Will, I thought Willie was going to come up swinging. Yeah, I mean, I think it was. Just, there's nothing really either guy could do. Yeah, Willie Willie did a great job of like not being pissed. He I made sure. He loved it. Yeah, he made sure Stallings was okay. He tapped him. He yeah. didn't talk any shit. Like that was a very clean baseball play. And for Willie to like not get pissed off or like say anything, like that was impressive. You expect Willie to more like stomp on his face, like once he's. I swear to God, I almost got my popcorns. Like, oh, this is gonna be good. Yeah, he loved it, and he didn't like not like super fist pump. He was like completely locked in to what was happening. And one thing about Willie, though, like yes, he he's crazy, but the craziness is always like about winning. And I think for him in that moment, it was like wow, that was a huge play, and he was probably really yeah. happy and fired up, and that was more important to him. Yeah, and he doesn't – his his big celebrations, like big fist pumps, like screaming, it's usually when the inning is over. Mm-hmm. So, like, if that if that play was with two outs and that was to get the third yeah. out or something, like, he would have lost his fucking mind. But because the inning was still going on, he's so locked in and so laser-focused that he won't let himself get too high, which I think is awesome. Yeah, I love that. He hit the hardest ball ever. Is that today? Yeah, 114. I'm going to be honest. Hap's one to center today, or was it yesterday? Years yesterday, Hap, the double, I think was – that was some, that was really high too, wasn't it? 106, 107, but I appreciate the fluff. I appreciate the fluff. Schwarber hit – Schwarber's double play ball yesterday was, Nico, 114 plus? Uh, yeah, but he hit a foul ball the other day in the air out of the stadium at 117. So. <laughs> God. Some some hilarious numbers off the bat. Very foul. Nico, we have two more fan questions for you, all right? Do it. Mackenzie Anderson at Mac Anderson 2. We named our dog Nico after him. How does that make him feel? You got a dog named after you. That's when you know you're in the show. Is it a cute dog? Ah, oh, it's a pretty cute dog. That's pretty cool. I guess How does that make you feel? I guess, but I feel like I, that means I kind of have a dog name, which is like... I'm going to name my dog McTee. It's always funny when dogs have like a really serious name, though. Like if you have like a like a, like a Stephen, 
or just <laughs> <laughs> or like Kevin Riz's dog. Kevin. Yeah, I guess that too. But that's funny because his dog is just so silly in the first place. But yeah, that's a big big moment for me. Dog huge game. moment. All right, here's a, here's your last fan question. Oh, I have something to say about dogs. I've never seen so many puppies in my life, and I don't even go out anywhere. But like just walking anywhere, there's a puppy because everyone I think has gotten a puppy in quarantine and are very proud and walking around with it because that's all they can do. And so I I love it. Here's something for the fans. Dakota hates dogs. Not That's true. true. That's true. Not true. Da- Dakota, Dakota come on. I hate dogs. I just prefer to not have a dog versus having a dog. You so hate dogs. I don't hate them. I don't like them. This you're, will blow up. I promise you this will blow up. You're, scared of, you're scared of dogs and you hate them. I'm not scared of them. I don't like them. Last question. Last question. From Pat Dole at Mr. Patsy2. How does he get his hair so on point? <laughs> I feel like hair has been a, a point of struggle these days. The I haven't gotten my hair cut in a long time, and I'd like to, but there's obviously bigger bigger priorities than uh, going close to somebody and getting a haircut these days. So I appreciate that. A little fluff. Going to little fluff. Your hair still looks wonderful. I appreciate that. Let me go. Like, I'm, like, I'm not going anywhere. Me too. My hair is so, so long right now. Well, you have so much healthy hair, you might as well let it eat. That's true. My hair looks you need really to like good right go now. Out just to like see what, what you're working with. Like you're just letting it go to see how it goes. I mean, my my hair is thick right now. Nico, is it looking better than we've seen in the past, like in person? You know, I never look at Ian now and think there's anything abnormal about his hair at all. I think so- of it as a <laughs> You're saying before you noticed. He was like, oh, man, that thing's holding on for dear life. I have noticed Ian's hair has not been at its best, and now I look at him as a hair equal. <laughs> That's exactly right. I had that patch, and I had the power alleys, and now I have hair that I'm, I'm not worried about my hair. Yep. Nobody's always been comments about my hair because it looks great. You put the roof down, and you're just like, oh, man, let that flow in the wind. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I'm 17 again with this hair. You can hit a walk-off, throw the helmet, and actually enjoy the moment now. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Do you guys have any other questions for Nico? Oh, I got one. So they talk about, I made an error today. And, um, well, there's just a couple of questions about that. I don't see a specific. I'll find a specific one because that's what we do. Nico, I'm going to be honest with you. That error, <laughs> that was a tough one. Yeah. That, that, that was a lose the footing, like almost stumble. And I was like, ah. Uh, the lip, that lip is no joke. Well, yeah, this shit out, that's a good question. That's a good question. How hard is it to play a shift like in the outfield and have it go from like dirt to grass? Like, I feel like that's unbelievable. Like people don't realize how hard that is. Well, Wrigley right now is such a nice baseball field that it's nothing to worry about. Um, yeah, it went off the the nose in Cincinnati and BP, but that's a different thing. Oh, um, <laughs> I thought I thought an even funnier play though was when. Uh, what was it, the 10th or the 11th? You got, like, the line drive that you jumped and caught and you went to throw it, like, on your way down and just, like, couldn't get anything really behind it. And you were like, well, early in the game, you made a nasty play on a tough tweener and you threw it, like, you just got rid of it instantly and hit Riz in the chest. That was a sick play. Yeah, I like. I really like playing the shift as a second base. I mean, it makes second base way more way more interesting and, and athletic unless you make it unathletic. So, let's see. Um Elise at Elise underscore GK said, every player makes errors from time to time. And the ball rolled through your legs today. And John, John Lester, left-hander, 
showed some frustration. Can you easily shake that off, or is that hard to do? Well, I'll say defense, an error is worse than an 0 for 4, any kind of error. Yep, Uh, very true. Just because, you know, you're finally doing something to help somebody else in baseball, which doesn't happen that much, and you, you screw it up. And so it's a terrible feeling, and particularly in a close game, and particularly if it's a pitcher at the end of his start, really, uh, who's pitched great and is grinding and doing his thing. And so, yeah, not a highlight, but just, I think, kind of a fun, interesting baseball point. I feel like most people would kind of say that. Just like an error is probably like the most isolating feeling in baseball. So not it, It's so lonely out there when you make an error. Oh, my God. And you know. They didn't waste a ton of pitches. So that's the worst when the run scores. That's what I was going to say, how scared were you one of Lester when you made the mistake, but then how happy were you when the very next pitch he got now and you're like, okay. Yeah. That's always wonderful. Another one too, though, is like a ball hit to you on the infield and you do like a double clutch and the guy's safe and it's a hit and the run scores because then it's almost worse because then it's an earned run on the pitcher and that's yeah. the double clutch ground ball that the guy beats out is like for some reason scorers don't call it an error but it's such an error and like I've definitely done that before and it's scored a run and then it's like that's a hit on a guy and I'm just screwing up his life I'm like oh that's like what did KB say the one day about making an error he was like He's like, he thinks about his for the whole game. And then, like, if Javi makes one, he's like, hey, you think Javi's still made, thinking about his error he made? Uh, no, no, no. I, sometimes when, when things feel too serious, I think, like, well, what would Javi be thinking right now? Like, <laughs> I, I doubt Javi cares at all if he makes it. Like, not like this, like, doesn't care, but I'm saying I bet he flushes it right away and he's like, whatever. Yeah, I don't think he cares about it on a, on a personal level. Like, he's worried about his fielding. It's more, he does care about winning and, and other people, though. So I think it's more about that. Yeah, I, for I think on the outside looking in, you always think that Javi's turned the page and is like, "All right, the next ball is going to be hit to me, and I'm going to turn a nasty double play." Yeah. But the when you make an error to start, like the two out error, you you're like just praying that we get out of the inning. The error with nobody on, nobody out, like oh. start the inning. Then that entire inning is you just shitting your pants. It's completely praying that guy doesn't score. It's completely your inning. <laughs> Also, if you make an error in the beginning of the game, you have the eight rest of the innings that you're just like, oh, my God. You're thinking about that, and then, God forbid, you make another one, you're done. Toast. It's the worst feeling in the world. Hey, Nico, guess what? What You get Parse parse before I do. Yeah, that's true. All our guests get Parse wrong. Oh, did we even say? Nico, congratulations. You are the first guest on the pod to get a bottle of Parse rum. Ah, what an amazing treat. It'll be in your locker tomorrow. Uh, can't wait to give it to you. You have received the bottle of Parse before Zach has because he can't get a bottle of Parse. Wow. What did Zach do to get the Parse ban? Uh, it's in the mail being sent to him, but still hasn't arrived. And so we're going to see how many guests we can get Parse before Zach gets his first bottle. Dakota's had... Multiple shipments already. You think you'll get shit tomorrow, Ian, from Jay Hay, Schwarber, Rizzo, and KB that Nico gets Barca and none of them did? Maybe this will fuel the fire for the first repeat guest. That's 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 what I'm saying. Create incentive. Create a point. Create a bidding war. Yes. Yeah. Guys are going to be begging to come on the compound when they know that Parsa is involved. Has Post Post gotten in your ear at all? Not to come on yet. Not to come on yet. But he, he listens to every episode. He loves it. He, he loves it. Where's the shirt? Of, is that so, though? He is. Uh, he does it enthusiastically. Keep the cadence right. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like one part of the of the 
that is that so is always off. Okay. Yeah. Did he wear the Ian, you told us last week that he wore the Is That Show shirt under his pullover for the first game, but not the second game. Does he wear it now? He I can I don't know how many times he's worn it, but I can promise you that the game the next day Sunday. I told him yeah. which was Sunday, when you guaranteed the W if you wore the shirt, I told him when I went to do my cage work, I said, hey, you didn't wear the shirt. We did. We recorded the podcast. He wore it, and then we won. Is that so? You tell, that so. You the, tell me what works and what doesn't. If you Let me pour a little bit of Parse rum here. If you think that the yeah, Is That So shirt isn't good luck, I mean, come on. It's, it's, the, key, it's the key to winning. Is that so? Who says no? Who and says no? Nico, thanks for coming on. That was wonderful. We'll see you at the ballpark tomorrow, and there'll be a bottle of Parse waiting in your locker. No better way to start a day than with some Parse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's an amazing promo. So we, we said that that was Nico Horner, but Nico decided to join us for the outro because we've been just bullshitting for the last hour. Nico, that was a great interview. Thanks for joining us. But let's not forget, I know it's been a while, but the Who Says No promo, okay? We need to we need to reestablish the rules of the Who Says No promo. We're giving away five free shirts, five free Who Says No shirts from Obvious Shirts. Shout out Obvious Shirts, no free ads. You have to review, rate five stars, and you have to hashtag Who Says No. The important part of this is that you review on Apple Podcasts the compound, and that you hashtag who says no, tweet it at us. We're going to pick the best five, and somebody's going to get a shirt. Did that make sense? Five, all the, five, all the rules five, out? People, sure. five people. Five people. The best five are going to get a who says no t shirt. You have to hashtag who says no, review the podcast, rate it five stars. Uh, who, says no? who says no? Nico got himself a bottle of Parse rum. This is the compound presented by Parse. I can't wait until Nico tries it and he's going to give us a review and we're going to talk about it next week. Nico, you're not really like a rum slash whiskey guy, though, are you? Uh, well, I wasn't. I wasn't really a wine guy, and then I kind of acquired that taste, and so we'll see. Nico's open minded, and that's what we love about Nico. He's positive. He loves to give a fluff, and he's open minded. He did love to give some fluff today, and it made me feel better because I'm sick. Of, I, all I do is come on here and get made fun of by Zach, and it just hurts. Oh my god! I think that's how we all feel. Let's get all right. For old time's sake, let's do all four screen times. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. It was. It was. I I was on my phone a lot today. I woke up two early. hours and fifty minutes. I got a really bad one today. Six hours nine minutes. Ooh, fraud. Yeah, but you do have you do have the uh, glasses on to protect yeah, the eyeballs. Like, so my eyes only really got hit by like an hour and a half of that. Nico, what'd you have? I had a two fifty five. Just two fifty five. Wow, like that's very good. That was a very common Nico time. Was like somewhere in the twos. I had four. I had four twelve. I was up a little bit. Four twelve. Tough day for me. Chalk it up. That's a W. That's. I mean, Zach had to have uh, some way somehow he cheated. Like we all know, there's just no way. Because he was doing everything on his iPad. I haven't he, touched my iPad. He's been on his phone the last hour we've been recording. Yeah. No, really, Zach. I believe you. No. Yeah. Really. I, uh, yeah. Sorry. That is episode. 23? 90 Trace. Episode 23 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. Go on Apple Podcasts, rate, 
review five stars, rate five stars and review. A little confusing there. Rate five stars, review, hashtag who says no for a chance to win a T-shirt. The best five are going to get a T-shirt. Super excited about this promo because everybody loves the T-shirts. Dakota? Like, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and then do that 10 more times. We and hit, then we hit, review with hashtag who says no. Hashtag who says no. We but it has to be five stars too. Like don't don't you dare try to do like a one star with the hashtag. No, then we'll fight you. Then we'll fight you. The we got to twenty one on the sports uh, rankings. I think this week we're going above twenty one. We're going we're going into the teens. I want to see it. Rate five stars. Review hashtag who says no. That's episode twenty three of the compound <laughs> presented by Parse Rum. <laughs> I think Nico coming back to his home is going to push us above 21. I completely agree. 25, let's go. Let's go. That's episode 23 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. Definitely not 100% not coming to you live from the Compound. The Compound.